Section 19 of War Flying by a Pilot. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. War Flying by a Pilot by Lessel Finer Hutchin. Section 19. Book 2. On Active Service. Chapter 3, Part 4 A Mixed Grill Well, I have a little news for you this time. To let you down lightly, I will first tell you that I am having several new walking sticks made, and with your usual Sherlock Holmes intelligence, you will deduce quite accurately that I have carefully and conscientiously reduced a BE to C to its molecular constituents. In other words, crashed it. Now don't worry, as I am perfectly all right and thoroughly enjoying life. To sum up my work for the last twenty-four hours, I have had three forced landings, four hours odd flying, and one night flight, and a crash. Not bad, eh? The three forced landings within that short space of time constitute almost a record. It was with my own machine, and each time some trouble with the engine broke out when I had got up five hundred feet. Each time that we thought that we had discovered the trouble, and I took her up again, she cut out just the same. By great good luck, I managed to get back into the aerodrome. On one occasion, I had bombs on, too. Now the machine is being practically pulled to pieces and altered by almost raving mechanics. I had, as I wrote you yesterday, a three and a half hours non-stop flight, and later was down for night bombing. I was all on my own, and several people said they thought it was too misty. However, the CO asked me if I would like to try, and I said I was quite willing and got ready. I went up all right, though from the time I passed the last flare I saw absolutely nothing. There was a horrible ground mist, worse than it looked from the ground, and with no moon everything was black as ink. I could not tell whether I was flying upside down or any way, and the machine was an old one and not very stable. I looked round at the flares, and found I was flying all on the skew, left wing down, and I put that right. But not being able to see even a white road directly below me, I knew it was hopeless trying to leave the vicinity of the drome and signal that I was coming down. So down I came. I had been told to land downwind, owing to trees being at the other end of the drome. Well, there wasn't much wind, but what little there was I had pushing me on, instead of holding me back. Likewise I lit a flare at the end of my wing, and although that enabled me to see the ground directly below me, I couldn't tell my height. I expected to touch ground by the first flare. But owing to these things, and the fact that I was flying a strange machine, the engine of which ticked over rather fast. I did not touch ground at the first flare, 
but at the last the landing was all right but i plunged merrily on into the pitch darkness until i came to a nice new road and a ditch which pulled up ye machine with a crunch it at once began to take up peculiar attitudes similar to those of a stage contortionist and endeavoured to mix up its tail and rudder with the propeller at any rate this is how the machine looked a second afterwards the flare on the wingtip was still burning and i had hardly time to get over my surprise at the bombs not bursting when it occurred to me that there might be a lot of petrol knocking about this is no place for me my boy i thought and undid my safety belt double quick and slid down one of the wings to the ground meanwhile some dozens of breathless mechanics and officers arrived at the double and made kind inquiries as to my health i am absolutely certain they were infinitely more scared than i was and they all seemed relieved when i told them i was all right i then lit a cigarette as being the correct thing to do observing with satisfaction that my hand was quite steady and walked up to the c o and apologized oh that's all right as long as you are all right Jay, just ring up the wing and tell them our machine has landed everybody was bucked that i got out all right one of our pilots said he didn't know how i managed to land at all and thinks i was jolly lucky at any rate it is experience and it didn't hurt me in the least so i have nothing to grumble about by the way i don't expect to get my next leave much before christmas at any rate as there is none going here just now i had a good game of tennis yesterday and took up my machine to test it again this time the engine ran perfectly and i did some splendid stunts coming down when i had landed an officer who was visiting the aerodrome came up and thanked me for my beautiful exhibition i felt inclined to pass the hat round i have just come down now and have been taking photos archie was scarce owing to clouds but the clouds made it harder for me to photo made a topping landing just came down from a shoot g was up with me but i did the shoot we got some pretty good archie at us and as the artillery did not shoot well i dropped a couple of bombs on the target i must get tea and then to tennis i have not much news today except that i have had a splendid game of tennis and a rather pleasant bombing raid we went a long way over past a hun aerodrome and got hardly any archie at all owing to the clouds i got a beautiful shot with one of my bombs on a railway station my objective on the way back i did a spiral on the other side of the hun lines and one of our chaps thinking i was a hun going down 
fired a drum of ammunition at me. I told him he must be a rotten shot, and had better have some practice on the range with me. Altogether, it was quite a jolly flight. End of section 19. Recording by John Brandon.